This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Monday afternoon, June 12th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rob Hart. General Motors plans to invest $632 million to produce full-size pickup trucks at a plant in Indiana. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, augmented reality is set to transform cities as Apple enters the game with its vision Pro AR headset. Let's discuss this with Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thank you for joining us today. And it seems like you have two things, two phenomena that are on separate tracks but have yet to merge. And that is augmented reality, which we saw could be very successful with Pokemon Go a couple of years ago. And then there's Apple, and you have to bet on Apple because anything they do uh, more often than not is a success. But are we going to see a future, a near future of people walking around in $3,500 headsets uh, uh, chasing things that the other person cannot see? Uh, (laughs) um, Not if anybody wants to be dateable. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, it's not, it's not an attractive look from my own. This is a focus group of one. That's me. So I'm going to say that I don't think walking around with those, they are beautiful, by the way. The Apple Vision Pro is a the AR headset. It's gorgeous. It does some amazing things. But I think from a we'll get to the you know the social part of it in a second. But this you know it is just it is intrusive, meaning it's on your face. So the question is, back to your earlier question. I mean, Pokemon Go, the number of active players as of in this month, June of 2023, is projected for Pokemon Go of 80 million monthly players. So it's not gone. But if Apple has anything close to that impact. Um, augmented reality being a big, you know, uh, Tim Cook has put a lot of emphasis on it. It's going to be everywhere. The question is, how will it be accepted and what will it do to the cities where people are wandering around with those goggles on? And of course, uh, when it comes to Apple, I mean, I, I keep thinking about there was a joke on The Simpsons in the 1990s about uh, the Newton, which was the first kind of tablet smart device that you could carry, which was a notable bomb in uh, 1993 and 94. But 14 years later, it's the iPhone and it changes the world. So are, are these AR devices that are coming out now, are, are, is this the Newton era of AR and then it becomes revolutionary 15 years from now? Here's the question. That's a great question. Here's the question is, is whether or not it's going to be um, mass acceptance or niche acceptance. In other words, there's no question. You're absolutely right. Apple often, other than Newton, um, you know, which actually they learned a ton from that and applied a lot of their learning to that smartphone, to the iPhone. But um, other than, you know, what does it work? It looks beautiful. The images inside are 4K. It's gorgeous. And the question is, are the applications are the apps and the use of it going to be mass valuable or niche valuable. If you looked at um, sort of the uh, augmented, pardon me, the um, autonomous vehicles, 
a couple of those major efforts have gone under, not because people don't want to be driven somewhere. They obviously do. The question is, how complex is it to integrate it into municipalities who want to know what's it going to be like with people walking around with goggles? So the niche is for sure. Let's easy example, real estate agents who want to give their client a walkthrough of a home without being there that feels like they're there instead of just the video. Well, that's a great example. Another one is when, when municipalities are trying to, uh, you know, get the population behind putting a building in or a park, you can actually hand goggles to people and see it projected onto that reality. So you can actually see what it will look like to get that kind of acceptance. But that's very niche. The question again, will people spend 3,500 bucks, although the price will come down on something that feels fun, but not necessarily mass useful yet. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, GM is set to make a half a billion dollar investment in the Hoosier State. Your best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. General Motors will use facilities in Indiana to build its next generation of pickup trucks and SUVs. Let's learn more from John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. John, thank you for joining us today. And when it comes to uh, retooling a, a, a plant for a next generation production, you can do an awful lot with more than $600 million. Yes, you can. And uh, boy, that's a lot of money to put into that plant. But GM is, even though it's going head first into EVs, is not giving up on gasoline engine products or even diesel ones, too. So that will, that Fort Wayne, Indiana plant will get a $600 million plus upgrade to build a new generation of trucks. And you know, Rob, this follows with uh, several other announcements GM has just made where it's going to put a billion dollars into a couple of plants in Flint, Michigan to build heavy duty trucks. And another half billion dollars into its plant in uh, Arlington, Texas, to make full-size SUVs. And I, I see a couple of things going on here. Number one, they're go- GM is going into labor negotiations with the UAW, and it wants to show that it's investing heavily to preserve jobs in those plants. But it's also because GM knows that even though it's it's all in on EVs, it's going to lose money on them for at least the next two years. And it needs these new piston-powered trucks, heavy-duty, light-duty, and full-size pickups to make the profits, to pay the bills, to do all that electric stuff. I mean, the reality is, I mean, the uh, people have strong opinions about them, but uh, poor, b- both uh, for and against. But uh, those large trucks and SUVs are still very popular. I mean, it, this kind of reminds me, you know, in this era of uh, fuel economy and trying to save money on gas. This reminds me of the late 1970s, where uh, there was a, a push towards fuel economy because Toyota established that uh, that the car customers wanted it, but. GM was still churning out Cadillacs that were 20 feet long. That's exactly right. I mean, you've got to build what customers want, and and that's what GM's doing here. But also because, you know, especially when you're talking about heavy-duty pickup trucks that tow a lot or carry heavy loads, you're better off with a gasoline engine right now or a diesel engine, not an electric one. Those are fine for short runs and things like that. And even though they have massive torque and can easily pull loads to go the long distance, you really want piston power right now. 
And this is not only just great for America, good old-fashioned American manufacturing, but and for the local economy surrounding these plants. But I would imagine that the uh, suppliers that uh, service them and uh, rely on these plants to continue running, they're going to do well in addition to what's what's coming down the pike in Fort Wayne. Yeah, you know, you, you just made an excellent point. A lot of suppliers are very worried about their future as the auto industry transitions to electric. I mean, I just was talking to a supplier literally yesterday that supplies all the exhaust systems on the, the F-Series pickups at Ford, and they're very worried about where their business is going to go. So when you hear investments like this, you know, several billion dollars when you put it together, that's going to make a lot of suppliers sleep easier tonight knowing that their business is good for some years to come. And then very quickly, you know, what's the state overall of American automotive manufacturing these days? It sounds like it's on the upswing. It is. I mean, I'm not going to say that the chip shortage is over. There are still issues. The industry could clearly build more vehicles uh, if, if it had the chips. And, and there's some shortages of some other things, too. But the demand is there. And uh, sales are still healthy. Inventory is starting to build back. It's still going to be another year or so, maybe more, before production gets back to what we call normal, that is pre-COVID. But, uh, but right now, all things considered, it's doing pretty well. John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv in Detroit. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, why you may need to file quarterly taxes this week. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Taxpayers who need to file quarterly taxes face the deadline to make a payment coming up Thursday. Let's find out who this affects and why it's necessary. We're joined by Jeff Harlow, spokesman for the Illinois CPA Society based in Chicago. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. If you file quarterly taxes, is this a case of if you know, you know, uh, you already know this applies to you, or do some people find out that this is actually a, a surprise deadline staring at them on Thursday? Hi, Rob. For a lot of people, it's actually a surprise. I mean, people that are independent contractors, partners in law firms or things like that, they've been paying estimated payments for years. They know about it. But somebody who switches from a W-2 job to being an independent contractor or somebody who retires and starts drawing pension and Social Security payments and doesn't have taxes withheld, or somebody who just sees their income go way up, maybe they exercise some stock options or something like that, even though those are subject to withholding, they could still end up owing a lot of tax and having an underpayment penalty. Now, is this a case where uh, if, if you are a recent retiree and you're, and you're beginning to draw from a pension or you've exercised some stock options, uh, you have a financial planner telling you about this every step of the way? Well, hopefully, uh, if you've got a good financial planner, that's definitely going to be happening. Uh, a lot of people uh, are getting calls from their CPAs these days uh, with the payment amounts or asking for information to calculate the payment. Uh, but there's a lot of folks out there. I can't tell you how many times over the years I've had somebody owe a penalty and they'll come back to me and say, well, yeah, I exercised the stock option, but there was tax withheld. And they were right. There was tax withheld. It just wasn't enough. So if you've got situations like that, it really makes sense to ask. It really makes sense to reach out to somebody because penalties can be significant.
Now, if you are not a retiree and if you have not uh, or do not plan to exercise any stock options anytime soon, uh, what are some other situations in which uh, quarterly taxes do apply to you? Well, generally, it's somebody that has income that's not subject to withholding. So that could be somebody who's driving an Uber. That could be somebody who is uh, working for tips at a restaurant or a bar. That could be somebody who is just helping out a buddy of theirs but is being paid as an uh, independent contractor. You know, any situation like that where you've got income that's not subject to withholding, say that you sold your house at a large enough gain that it's taxable. You know, say that you sold a block of stock and recognize the gain. Those are all situations where you have income and there's no tax being withheld. Jeff Harlow, spokesman with the Illinois CPA Society in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead, a pair of investment ideas from our Monday stock picker. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Former President Trump heads to Florida where he will be arraigned on federal charges tomorrow. Governor Pritzker cites a fictional TV show as a point of reference to postgraduate success in a commencement speech at Northwestern. The line between paid and unpaid leave at work appears to be blurring. And at Stock Picker Monday, we'll get a couple of suggestions from an investing pro. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 98 points. The NASDAQ is up 106. The S&P 500 is up 17. 62 degrees right now in Chicago under cloudy skies, topping out at 69 today. It's 1231, topping our news at the half hour. Former President Trump left his golf club in New Jersey this morning to head to Florida ahead of tomorrow's arraignment on federal charges. And as correspondent Sagar Magani reports, some Trump backers are trying to undercut the federal case against him. Days after being charged with more than three dozen felony counts, Trump's been going after the special counsel who filed the case, calling Jack Smith deranged and his prosecutors thugs. Failed Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake says if prosecutors want to get to Trump, they'll have to go through her and 75 million Americans like her, adding most of us are card-carrying members of the NRA. Trump is urging supporters to protest outside the Miami courthouse where he'll be arraigned his second time in two months facing a judge on criminal charges. Sagar Magani, Washington. Governor Pritzker used his commencement address at Northwestern to criticize moves in other states to restrict gender-affirming care and access to books, calling leaders who advance those moves cruel. Many important people look at the vulnerable only as rungs on a ladder to the top. 
I'm here to tell you that when someone's path through this world is marked with acts of cruelty, they have failed the first test of an advanced society. On a lighter note, Pritzker said that after reviewing YouTube videos of other commencement addresses, he reached the conclusion that the best graduation speeches are a lot like sitcoms. They're short, they make you laugh, and they feature an oddball but lovable character and said that the graduates can learn an awful lot from some of the lessons from the TV sitcom The Office. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in plus territory. We're joined by Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at macrotides.com based in San Diego. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Uh, The markets are slightly higher today, and this is a a busy week for data. We have the CPI report. We have uh, the Fed policy meeting this week, and everything, the smart money seems to believe that we're going to have a uh, pause on interest rate hikes in the month of June, but uh, it's not a done deal just yet. No, you're right. They'll have a lot of debate at the meeting, uh, Rob. Uh, I think a pause is the likely conclusion because Chair Powell has come out uh, two, three weeks ago kind of hinting that that's his position and that's generally what the uh, committee chairman does is kind of coalesce. But I think the those who are hawkish, like Bullard and Kashkari and Mester, um, I think what they will want in, the, in order to get a compromise, I think we'll see the Fed not raise rates, but they will give every indication that they may raise rates further uh, through the dot plots uh, that they will provide uh, after the meeting and I think in speeches in subsequent days and weeks. So I think it's going to be one of those things where, yeah, we didn't raise rates because we want to take a look at more data, but that please do not conclude that this is it. And I think so you got kind of a mixed messaging. The CPI, I think, is going to drop from 4.9 to maybe 4.3. So I think there's a potential route. We get a bounce in the markets tomorrow. And then after uh, the Fed throws a little cold water on, uh, gee, they might be done parade, uh, the market, I think, will, you know, run into a little bit more selling. The uh, you know the, the, one of the the great cliches is the generals always fight the last war, and uh, obviously the Fed, you know, they have this uh, this this toolbox, a lot of which was forged in the early 1980s. That you just jack up interest rates, and that's the way you slow the economy down and wring all the inflation out of it. But are, is it also a possibility too that this recovery is unique in and of itself? and that uh, you just have to throw the record books away and that this might be an entirely different animal? I don't think you need to throw the record books away, Rob, but I think one has to incorporate the fact that coming into the last year or two, savers had like $2.5 trillion built up of excess savings, savings that they got after the government sent out trillions of dollars, and then they weren't able to go out and spend for a period of time. So what that does, I think, is delay the drag effect that we would have seen in the past from higher rates, but I don't think it negates that drag. Excess savings, according to the San Francisco Fed, uh, around 500 billion, being spent at about 85 billion a month at the end of the first quarter. So that says to me later this year, end of third quarter, Rob, I think uh, some of that excess savings will have worn off and we'll see more of the pronounced effect of the rate increase start hitting the economy. And then very quickly, uh, is another X factor just the general health of homeowners, that if you do own a house, you're above water now, uh, you can take advantage of that equity, and uh, that's keeping consumers in the game? 
That is unemployment rate near 50-year lows, wage growth still being pretty good, an 8.7% increase for Social Security recipients. All those things have continued to put money into people's pockets. But again, I think all that has done is delayed the onset of the slowing, not prevent it. Jim Welsh, macro strategist and portfolio manager at MacroTides.com in San Diego. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, exploring the growing trend of the workcation. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The line between paid and unpaid leave at work is getting cloudier. Let's discuss the so-called workcation with Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with Robert Half based in Chicago. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this idea that you can work from anywhere at any time seems to be a, a hangover effect from the pandemic. I mean, is, is this the case? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think working remote, working from home, always having access to email, people feel like they're always a need to be on versus properly going and taking that break. Now, who is the instigator in this particular arrangement? Is this the uh, the employee that uh, really just feels doesn't want to totally unplug because they feel like there's always something that can be done or they want to be on top of any uh, potential brush fires at work if they do happen? Or is this the employer saying, hey, look, you know, enjoy the lake. But uh, if we call, pick up the phone. I think it's a little bit of both, but, you know, I will say with more and more companies being concerned about, you know, work-life balance and, you know, controlling burnout, I think it's when the employee opens the door and answers those emails or allows the interruptions that really causes the problem. Now, and it's it's all it's kind of a mindset thing too on the part of the employee that you could say, "Hey, look, relax, unwind, unplug, don't think about the rest of the world, delete everything, and then come back in a week totally refreshed." Uh, if you you can't turn that that particular trait off, as 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 romantic and as nice as it might seem, uh, people are engaged in their work and and they don't want to fully disappear from whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, I would totally agree. And I know even myself, I feel like, well, if I knock off a few emails every day, then when I get back from vacation, I don't come back to hundreds and hundreds of emails to catch up on. But really, you find that you just never get away, you never get a break. And I'm probably a ton more productive if I really get that break when I come back because I'm refreshed and really ready to jump back in. So what are some ways that you can actually make a workcation? One where you do a little bit of work along the way, you know, that email inbox maintenance and make sure it is, in fact, 100 percent refreshing and relaxing. Yeah, I would say, you know, definitely put your out of office on. Let people know you are unavailable or might only have limited availability Set up, you know, a team of, you know, managers or employees that can handle the workload for you while you get away so that you get a chance. And if you have to check email, make it, you know, limit the time. Maybe it's 30 minutes every morning before you're out for your day. Um, so you feel like you've got it under control, but you really can get away if you need to. See, this is where international travel really comes in because you <laughs> just don't pop for the international roaming package on your cell phone so when right. you're truly when you go beyond uh u.s territorial boundary waters you're really you know you're disconnected from everybody and and they can't get a hold of you absolutely a completely different time zone helps and or i just recently had a manager that was on a cruise and he said hey 
I'm not sure I'm going to have cell phone service, so I'll see you when I get back in a week. And you know what? We've survived just well without him. So. I mean, I, I'm in kind of a weird space in my particular industry because nobody's calling on me if if I'm on a beach in Maine. They're not going to say, okay, I, I need a report you know, from the beach about the lobster. You're never getting that from the assignment desk at the radio station. But if I'm a journalist and a broadcaster, and you always want to stay on top of what's happening in the world, and, and turning that off, I've discovered, is very very difficult. Very difficult. I'm same in my world of recruiting. I'm always talking to people and I always want to know, are you looking for a job or do you need help finding talent? Um, and so even on vacation, I find myself talking work. Well, I, I know what really works uh, from a social media perspective around here, Michelle, and that is if, if I see video of a giant turtle on my upcoming vacation in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll be sure to phone in a report because they'll greatly appreciate it. Michelle Reisdorf, <laughs> Chicago jobs expert with Robert Half based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday and still to come, our Monday stock picker. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. See it's Stock Picker Monday and helping us out today is Matt Shapiro, President, MWS Capital, based in Chicago. Matt, thank you for joining us today. You have two selections this week, including one, the first one that up until very recently was headquartered in Illinois. Yeah, yes, Caterpillar, um, which, uh, you know, of course, did move to Texas. Uh, one of the largest heavy equipment companies in the world in the stock has recently jumped with the broadening out of the market from you know, just the, 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 the mega cap stuff to regular industrial companies has jumped recently from 210 to 237 on the recovery of the market had really strong earnings. And, you know, despite all the fears of a recession, which over the years has, you know, definitely buffeted, you know, companies like Deere or Caterpillar seen as highly cyclical, uh, the outlook is really strong with so much infrastructure spending globally uh, where Caterpillar, of course, just dominates. And then your next uh, selection is a uh, big name uh, in the insurance space. Yes, Chubb, which is the largest capitalized insurance company, you know, really on the United States market, more than travelers. Um, and again, one of the classic, classic insurance companies kind of been impacted recently by the troubles in some of the financial stocks. And I think that's sort of mislaid. Uh, the stock had been as high as 230, now down at 191. We think technically a good buy right here. Insurers should do well in this kind of market with higher pricing, better yields on their bond portfolios, and discipline in the insurance market that we've seen actually in California with a couple insurers actually leaving that market. And then uh, I'm back, back to Caterpillar once again because you'd think at first blush uh, it was a company that was hit hard by a number of uh, economic factors, uh, starting with the supply chain crunch and then going into higher interest rates, and you'd think that people would be less likely to take on debt to finance big projects that would require Caterpillar equipment. But then uh, the infrastructure bill and uh, the, the Inflation Reduction Act kind of rode to the rescue. It did. And uh, the other thing to keep in mind is Caterpillar has had excellent, excellent financial discipline and revenue results for many, many years. And now, you know, their their uh, global revenues are now 
over $60 billion and, you know, everything playing into, as you said, especially the infrastructure bill. Matt Shapiro, president, MWS Capital in Chicago. Thank you for joining us on this Stock Picker Monday. His selections this week are Caterpillar, the ticker symbol C-A-T, and the Chubb Group of Insurance Companies, the ticker symbol C-B. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go back to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 